Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus, amen. The ascension of Christ isn't really celebrated by many people, as you can see here today. Pastors, churches, and Christians tend to overlook this great and glorious holiday, considering, considering it of little to no importance. And I think it's because they don't quite understand it, or don't quite understand the significance of it. Because today is often portrayed as a sad event, or the departing of Christ, or the farewell and Godspeed to Jesus who leaves us in this world. And they think of the ascension as the end of Christ's work on earth. And the day he left the church to remember him as he leaves them to fend for themselves. But the truth is this. When Jesus was taken up into heaven and hidden from the disciples' eyes, he didn't leave them. He didn't abandon his church. As we celebrate the ascension tonight, we're not fondly remembering the time that Jesus was here on earth and longing mournfully for the day that we'll see him again as if this were some sort of funeral. We celebrate the ascension with joy because this is the day that Jesus went from being present in one place at one time to being present in every place at every time. He promises that no matter where the enemies of the gospel are found in this world, his human nature, his flesh, even if we cannot see it, will always make his enemies his footstool, as Psalm 110 says. But the devil doesn't want you to know this, and if you know this, he doesn't want you to believe it, or at least anymore. Instead, he wants you to believe this, Jesus is gone. He's in heaven, you're on earth, you're on your own. So the devil wages war on you by throwing everything he can find to make you doubt God's promise. And this is the fight we're in. This is the struggle we face. This is the definition of spiritual warfare, of this, this struggle, this internal struggle that we find in ourselves. We battle between what we see with our eyes and what we hear with our ears, what Jesus has said. The devil wants us to rely on our reason and our senses. To conclude that Jesus is gone. Even though Christ himself said as he was ascending, Lo, I am with you, even until the end of the age. And it's these words, the promise of Christ, that the devil vehemently attacks. So the devil tempts you to doubt these very words of Christ that he is with you. So where the angel once said he is not here to fill our hearts with hope and joy at his resurrection, the devil now mockingly whispers these words, he is not here into your ears to lead you to despair at his ascension. As he whispers in your ears, he lifts up his bony demonic finger saying, look all around you. And what do you see? Sure, the Bible says that Jesus won the victory, but it doesn't really look like that now, does it? And so he brings every disturbing and despicable image to mind as he shows you the tragedy that wreaks havoc in every corner of the globe. In one corner of the world, he shows you the emperors, the dictators, the gangs, and nations who sever the heads of Christians from their bodies when they refuse to denounce Jesus. In another corner of the world, he shows you the addicts who are enslaved to pumping toxins into their bodies to the point of death. 
In another corner of the world, he shows you how adultery, abuse, and divorce storm into peaceful homes and marriages, ripping families apart and leaving them in shambles. In our corner of the world, here, he shows you the apathy and indifference to the gospel that you find all around you. As people leave churches in droves, as these churches are empty, as masses pour millions into entertainment, yet refuse to give a penny toward the preaching of the gospel, as children master advanced calculus but are unable to recite the Ten Commandments, as teenagers remember the complicated and ever-changing lineups and statistics of their favorite teams, but they can't be bothered to learn the creed. The devil points these things out to you to lead you to despair. And the devil attempts to overwhelm you with hopelessness as he moves from pointing out the problems around you to pointing out the problems within you. As he continues to whisper into your ear, he turns his blaming, accusing, sin-spotting finger right at the dead center of your sin-stained soul. And he aims at your empty and hollow heart saying, look, here, what is this? Did God really say he's always with you? Because if Jesus were here, then why doesn't he answer your prayers? And why are you suffering the way you do? And why do you have no answer for your suffering? And what exactly did he save you from if you don't see the benefit? How can it be that Jesus took away your sin if you still clench your fists in anger, if you still have the taste of lies and deceit on your tongue, if you still avoid and bicker with those around you? Apparently, Jesus has left you in your idolatry, your lies, your dishonesty, your drunkenness, your cruelty. And the devil says, how can my head be crushed if you still perfectly hear me articulate every accusation against you? And if you think Jesus is here, you look around, see he's gone. And while sin, death, and guilt swarm around you, and while the devil still slithers at your feet, Your risen and ascended Lord appears in all his resurrected glory and might and puts an end to all these lies as he cleaves the the, the devil's tongue with truth and as he turns all of his accusations to dust. The one who holds all authority in heaven and on earth. The one whom all knees will one day bow on earth, above the earth and under the earth. The one who descended to hell and proclaimed his victory over every demon of the abyss. That is the one who stands before you now today, declaring an undying, unwavering, and abiding victory to you. Christ, who is God of God, light of light, very God of very God, descends from his throne on high to be present with you here tonight, to speak his eternal word, and to shut the devil's mouth by stomping on the top of the serpent's head. Tonight, your dear Lord, who was born, suffered, died, and resurrected on earth, comes back to you again. And he comes not in part, but in whole. He stands before you in his full divinity and humanity, telling you that he has not left you, that he is still here, that he is with you and for you, no matter how hidden he remains. God's word remains true no matter how much the devil wants it to be false. And the devil's lies are just that, lies. Jesus is still with you here today, even if your eyes do not see it, even if your feelings don't feel it, even if your heart doesn't believe it. 
Jesus has, has, hasn't promised. Jesus hasn't promised that we were always going to see Christ crushing our enemies under his feet. But what he has promised is that no matter what you see or experience, his word is still true and his victory is still real. He hasn't promised that you will feel his presence. But what he has promised is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He hasn't promised that you will never feel lonely or deserted. But what he has promised is that he is with you even until the end of the age. The devil wants you to believe that Jesus is gone, but Jesus has come to teach you something different. He teaches you that the only thing gone since his ascension is your sin. Jesus is still with you, but the sting of death is not. Christ's life and forgiveness are here, but the power of sin and death are missing. The font and the chalice with forgiveness are still full, but the words of the devil are empty. God's word is still here, but the truth of the devil's accusation is gone. And it's all through the bitter suffering and death of Jesus that he gives us here tonight. When you're hiding in the corner of your room, when it seems like God couldn't be further away from you, when you're unable to get the image of your sins out of your mind, remember that Christ is there with you in that room, telling you with his word that those sins are gone because he erased them with his holy and precious blood. And when Christ forgives you, those sins are indeed gone. It's as if those sins never took place. He's with you even if you cannot see him. His victory is a fact even though hidden beneath tears and sadness. So in the ascension, your God, who became your brother, sits at the right hand of the Father. The right hand of God isn't a place or location. It's a status. It's a position of authority. And with that authority, he executes his judgment on the demonic forces of the world as he rests his legs upon them. He lays his bruised heel upon the devil's head like a footstool. And today, he invites you to rest your feet upon him as well. Because whenever someone is baptized, whenever God's word is preached, whenever you forgive and love one another, whenever Christ's body and blood is given for the forgiveness of sins, there Christ is pressing down with all of his weight on the devil's head with his nail-pierced, crucified, and resurrected foot. Whenever this word is preached, there Christ stands victorious as he tramples over the lifeless carcass of the evil one. So whatever you suffer, whatever you see, whatever you go through, whatever remains unanswered, whatever suffering and burden you carry upon your back, there's no corner of this earth that you can go that Christ will not go with you. He's not only with you, but for you. And he will never leave you. And tonight, he is with you and for you. Truly, literally, physically, in his very body and blood. The reason cannot comprehend it tonight. Christ's entire body and all of his blood is present at each and every altar to forgive the sins of those who put their hope in him. Tonight, the laws of logic, physics, and reason must all submit and bow down to the one who does what he says. As he gives into the mouths of all his faithful, his flesh, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. And in this eating, and in this drinking, and in this believing, Christ comes to teach you that your sins are gone, but your God is not. 
The reason cannot understand, yet faith this truth embraces. Your body, Lord, is even now at once in many places. I leave to you how this can be. Your word alone suffices me. I trust its truth unfailing. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.